You're listening to Agents of Humanity. Presented by the Nicholas Center. The podcast that features conversations about being human. Hosted by individuals who just happen to be on the autism spectrum. Produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Welcome to Agents of Humanity, presented by the Nicholas Center and produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. New episodes will be available every two weeks on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Join us for each episode as our hosts, who just happen to be on the autism spectrum, talk about everyday life as a human. Sometimes we'll interview very special people, and sometimes we will have conversations between us. In the end, we'll always ask the question, how do you make the world a better place? And become your own agent of humanity! Welcome Welcome to Agents of Humanity! Humanity. I'm Robert. I'm Tara. I'm Jason. I'm Tomas. And I'm Amanda. And today we welcome Danielle Roma. Ms. Roma is the co-founder of SOP Empowered, a non-profit organization formed during the COVID pandemic as a support to parents. They offer language enrichment opportunities and training aimed at educating the community about communication disorders and to support vulnerable communities and advocate for ethical processes. Thank you for being here today, Ms. Roma. We are very excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, can you tell how to tell you? Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to work in this field? Yeah, so I have a younger brother um, who is autistic, and I have always been an active member in the community. Um, when I was 14, I started volunteering at Northeast, which is a special um, recreational program, and I really just fell in love with the field, and I've been working in it ever since. Very, very cool. Very, nice. very nice. Um, uh, so, uh, Jason, I, I believe the next question is yours. Can you tell us what letters in SOP Empowered stands for? It's speech language pathologist, which is what my job, um, the, the formal title is. Nice. Uh, also, why you started this organization and what you have been able to achieve so far? Yeah, so at the time, um, I was working at a school in the Bronx, and um, a lot of my students, all of my students were home due to COVID, um, and we felt like parents just didn't have enough resources. So me and my friends who are also speech pathologists, we got together and um, we wanted to create a resource for families and an avenue for them to get information, um, and then also to help them advocate and ask for um, the appropriate services for their children. Cool. Nice. Oh, that's great. I love it. I appreciate that you founded an organization that helps people with special needs. We all need help, and having someone in your corner is great. My brother Justin is a big help to me. He looks after me and makes me feel good. He's a doctor, too, so he helps all kinds of people. Over to you, Tomas. Can you 
give us some examples of how your organization works to educate people about communication disorders and offer support to vulnerable communities. Have there been any challenges or obstacles you faced and how you overcame them and how have you overcame them? Yeah, so we hold a lot of community programs. Um, We have a free literacy and play training where we teach parents how to interact with books with their children and how to play with toys with their children to help their language. Um, And we give out free materials. We also do IEP consulting where um, a family member can bring the IEP in and we can look at it and kind of give them information on what the child needs and how they can target these skills outside of school and what they can ask the school for. Um, And then we also hold panels where uh, families can ask you know, other professionals and families, different ways throughout the system. So we had one about, you know, how do you request um, an evaluation? What Mm -hmm. are the steps when you get an evaluation and what you should really advocate for and what is, what is the law? Mm -hmm. Um, And then some challenges I would say have just been the community being aware of communication disorders, what, what that is and what services are out there, because I don't think that like anyone, right? If you don't know there's a problem, you can't go out and find the solution or ask for help. And so that's kind of been our biggest obstacle. Interesting. Nice. Great that you were able to beat that. I faced big challenges too, like when to stay calm. I had to overcome it by listening to music, any like genre that I liked. Uh, What about you, Robert? I'm a... Um, uh, yes, yes, yes. I've had issues with that as well. I mean, what's the hardest thing I, I believe for parents right now is to figure out how to, yes, like when they're just starting out, out with a child with special needs, how to, how to, how to figure out how, how to get their child the help they need because it just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, 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 because it's a shot to most parents when they need it. So they need to figure out like how, how, how to get the help. So so, so I very much appreciate what 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 you're doing by providing the services to the parents. Um, I have a question for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. How was your school experience? Like, um, did you guys get the support you felt you needed, and how might have your parents helped you? Absolutely, absolutely. My mom was a fierce advocate throughout my entire school and career, all the way up to college. Mm-hmm. So I got all the all the support I basically needed. So yeah. Mm-hmm. My parents were definitely big helps to me during my high school. Like they helped me decide which things I did, like which which internships I did with my through the through, through the school through my school district. Like like I did all music and and I also once interned at Gap. Wow, nice. And Tara, how about you? Did you have any teachers that really helped you in school or? How did your parents help you through school? Did you have teachers that you felt really helped you at school? Yep. Can you tell us more about that? Well, um, like some of my teachers, um, like I work with, um, well, I go to, yeah, I go to school and usually we take trips to like, like this, the stores we put stuff away and stuff. 
help me with homework or something if I don't understand something. Nice. So you did like trips and and had homework help. That's nice. That's good. Yeah. Cool. And what about you, Jason? How was your school experience? My school experience was awesome. Hmm. I, um, I remembered that I uh, graduated around uh, 2018. I'm so impressed of singing those songs. <laughs> Such as, it's all been fun. The parody of, it's all been done. Uh, you know, it, it's sung by the Bare Naked Ladies. And the song I sung from uh, Toy Story, You Got a Friend in Me. So, uh, many special needs individuals face obstacles related to communication skills. Um um, um, I know myself, I've had to go into Lynbrook to a private center to help with speech therapy and calming down and like meditation and stuff like that. Um, so, so, so on this topic, can you tell, tell us about your work as a school speech language pathologist and what you do for the job? Yeah, so I work at the elementary school this year, um, but I have worked um, at the high school as well within my district and a middle school. Um, and I work with children with a variety of needs. So some of my students have AAC devices, like um, computers that help them talk. And other students really just need help with saying a specific sound. And then other, um, some other of my students really need help with language, being able to express themselves and use words right, and also understanding what other people are saying. Um, so I do all those things. Um, and I also do work on some of those social language components. So we do work on, you know, how do you communicate with friends and how do you express frustration? Um, and I do also work with some advocacy. So how do I ask for help? What, you know, what can I do to express myself and find solutions? Um, and so we do work a lot on that. So, so again, on the work on the school length, on, on the school pathologist, um, how long have you been doing this job and what are some, some of the tools you use to teach the students in the job? Yeah, so I've only really been doing this for about five to six years um, because I graduated with my master's degree, mm -hmm. um, which took a little bit. Um, so it's been five or six years and I really love it. I love what I do. Um, and a lot of the tools that we teach the children are really things that they can take away and use on their own, right? So we talked about that self-advocacy, being able to use your words. We actually have like specific phrases we use. Um, we also work on sentence structure. So I'll teach them how sentences are put together and what go, goes where, right? We color code words and we mix them up and it's very fun. Um, and then we do some vocabulary and we use like different organizers to help our brains connect new words to things that we already know and that's a lot of what i do nice that's awesome very very cool very very cool um i love it so i appreciate having new tools for speech and language especially since as a person who was young i struggled with speech and language a lot um i've literally had my jaw like like my physical jaw massaged mm -hmm. because it wouldn't open very much so like i had had to go to a physical uh, therapy place and have my jaw physically massaged. So, so it was a bit. So, 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 so. Luckily, it's 
Look, so so luckily it's uh so okay. it's luckily uh been much bad 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 over, over, over the years as new technologies have come out, as new technologies have come out. Yeah, and something we actually do in our media lab program is we write for um, the Navigator News, which we release to businesses in the Port Washington community. Um, so I often help the individuals write um, articles. So I help them with sentence structure as well and getting their thoughts down and research. Mm -hmm. And through our podcasts that we've created here as well, it's helped them, you know, learn better communication skills and how to respond and, and do interviews with guests. So I feel like we work on a lot of similar things that you do with your students. Yeah. And I think it's always important to remember that we are always, all of us are always growing when it comes to our language and we're learning new things. And a lot of people think, you know, when you graduate, you stop learning and that's not true, right? We're always constantly learning. Mm -hmm. We're always learning, don't we? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I do agree. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so... Uh... So, uh, Tara, I believe you're next. Hold on. So, uh, one of the thinking, thinking, things that also helped me is that I went to this thing in Lindbrook to, uh, for speech and, um, 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 mythology, which I really appreciate as well. So, uh, yes. Um, so, uh, so Tara, I believe it's your question. In the time you have been doing this work, have you seen growth and success among your students? What has that been like? And do you have any stories you can share? Yeah, so I've seen a lot of growth. I've seen some of my students not need speech anymore. Um, I've seen them be able to use the tools in independently. Um, I have one student who was primarily using their device to communicate, and now they are able to use verbal words to communicate. So that's really exciting. Um, and so I think, and you know, I think personally too, I've seen a lot of growth in myself um, and just my knowledge base and my understanding of the neurodiverse world um, and how to support everyone's needs so we're all successful. Um, but I guess one story that I can think of is, um, I guess I could tell you too, um, is that that student that primarily uses a communication device. Um, when I first saw them, they didn't even have a communication device. And so I advocated for them to get a device. Um, and now about two and a half years later, they um, can use single word and two word utterances um, using their verbal speech to communicate. Um, so that's been really awesome. Um, they also use their communication device as well, um, but they can kind of interchange and then another one is one of my students struggled with sentence structure um, and using complex sentences. And we always had this joke where using and was illegal in my room because it was too easy. And they were, you know, they were so much more capable of using than using and. And um, I pushed into their class and they were giving feedback to themselves. And they were like, oh, I got to go back and take out all these ands because, you know, Miss Roma's here and they're illegal when she's here. Um, and so that was really exciting to see them like transition that and really push themselves in their writing. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. 
really inspiring. I make my own food sometimes when nothing's in the house. So I was like, oh, this is so good. Uh, so my sister, one of my family members said, oh, you made breakfast by yourself. I was like, yeah, uh, it's scrambled eggs and toast by, by myself. Like, I don't need any help with that. And then all of a sudden, my nice. my mom went away. So uh-huh. um, I made my own sandwich. That's great. That's cool. It's cool that, you know. You can come over and cook breakfast anytime for me. All right. You want to make some scrambled eggs? I'm always down to eat scrambled eggs. Really? <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, Tara. Good for you. I understand you're also involved with building community partnerships for the Nicholas Center. Can you tell us about some of those partnerships and what participants you do with them? Yeah. Um, so I reach out to community organizations and I see if there's any way that our participants and our program can assist them. Um, I love supporting my community. So I have a lot of really great organizations that I work with personally. Um, and I was just really surprised by how open everyone is and how much collaboration there is within the community. I think there's a lot of support, which has been really great to see. Um, and I think, you know, there's so much benefit, there's so much benefit and happiness that is shared when two people come together to do good. I mean, that's really been a great thing um, to witness. So I, I love that part of the job of seeing pictures of, you know, different groups coming together for the common purpose of helping the community. Um, it's been a really nice thing. Nice. Cool. cool. Has anything surprised you or made you happy about those connections? Um, I, I just think how appreciative everyone is of them. You know, I think that, you know, our participants and our program is super appreciative. And also the, the programs that we work with, that we connect with and support are always really appreciative. They always, you know, are so happy when we come and they find it really helpful. Um, and I think that has been a really great thing. Nice. <laughs> nice. I love the community partnerships we have here at TNC. My favorite is Back to rock because I enjoyed singing. I have learned a lot, including how to work with my band, the Firing Nation. Nice. Mm-hmm. Back to you, Tara. Great band name. <laughs> yeah, we thought of it ourselves. I love it. Your brother so sounds like a special person in your life. Can you tell us about him? Yeah, so he is my younger brother, um, and he is an absolute rock star. Um, he loves food, specifically pasta and any carb you can think of. Um, and he really likes, you know, trying new things. Um, we hike together, too, and he loves music. And he's just so smart. Anytime that I think, you know, maybe I won't bring this up. Maybe he doesn't really care. He always has the answer. Um, and he lo he loves music. So sometimes we'll be in the car and a song will come on and I'll say, you know, Alex, do you know this song? And all of a sudden he just starts singing it. Um, so he really is full of surprises. And he's kind of, I mean, we've been best buddies ever since, you know, we were little. But now that he's a little older, he pretends like he doesn't really need me that much. You know, he puts on the teenage, like, 
don't talk to me in public face. Um, but when we're by ourselves and, you know, there's a lot of laughs and we have a lot of great inside jokes. So he's amazing. Nice. That sounds like a special connection. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah, he's he's a wonderful person for sure. I'm a wonderful person too. I bet. It's great that you and your brother are close and can spend downtime together. When I have free time, I like to walk with music. This relaxes me because it makes me feel better. It's important to find time to relax. Otherwise, I can get stressed out. So do you feel that having a brother with special needs has given you a unique perspective compared to others in your field? Um, how? How how is given how 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 is having a sibling with special needs given you a unique perspective? Um, that's a really great great question. I think that it allows me to understand the families a little more. Um, I think some of my coworkers sometimes get a little frustrated with families um, and they don't necessarily understand some of those anxieties. And I think that it really allows me to understand, you know, why parents are advocating and what is causing that. And also to understand the world outside of the classroom. Um, I think you know, something that's unique is that I got to see my brother grow up and I got to see how his needs changed and, you know, how his life, the pathway his life took. And I think that really helps me in my practice then think about, okay, well, what skills can I teach them now that will help them when they are 15 and that will help them when they, you know, become employed and that will help them as they continue to grow. That's good. Sweet. So, uh, so yes, um, having advocated is very important. My mom, my my parents in general have been very, 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 very helpful throughout my education career, and even now they've been quite helpful. Um, so, 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 so I get that. So I very much understand that having an advocate can be extremely important important to a disabled able person's success. Um, um, I benefited from my parents' support and others throughout the Nicholas Center and throughout my very various communities. So uh, I'm sure your brother very much appreciates your support throughout his life. So, uh, Tomas, before we go, is there any advice or things you've learned that you'd like to share with any of our listeners who may also have family members with special needs? Yeah, I think it's always helpful to reach out to other family members. Um, I have two friends that are also siblings and I love talking to them. It just really gives me like a safe space to communicate. Um, and I think another really great thing is to always take time to fill your cup because you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So doing things that also help make you feel happy, help you support people you love. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. So uh, thank you so much, Ms. Roma, for being a guest on Agents of Humanity today. We've learned quite a lot. Um, it's great to know that there are advocates for, for, for people with disabilities who need supports. Um, thank you for all that you do. Um, at the end of each episode, we ask the guests um, 
how how are you an agent of humanity and how do you make the world a better place so uh, how do how do you feel you make the world a better place um i think that i make the world a better place by giving my students and people i care about um space to know that they are loved and cared for and supported um and that they can be successful nice cool uh... Oh, very sweet. That's very cool. Um, I tried to make the world a better place this week by um, uh, uh, my grandmother is now out of rehab. So I've been doing physical therapy with her, trying to help her process. Um, and and um, yeah, that that's 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 how I'm making the world a better place for the next few months, I believe, actually. So uh, very lucky. So, uh, Tara, how did you make the world a better place? Tara, how did you make the world a better place? I try to make a world a better place by trying my best at everything. That's great, Tara. I do by helping and caring for my parents. How about you, Jason? Well, I tried to make the uh, I tried to make the world a better place this week by giving my brother Justin a hug, so he feels good. Sounds like you guys are bringing a lot of love and support and kindness into this world. Mm-hmm. That's Aww. nice. Yeah. That's make me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, awesome to have you again. Um, that's all for today. Uh, thank you again, Miss Roma, for co- 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 coming on. We will be right back. This is George, Fred, and Jason, the co-leaders of Speak, interrupting to say that we hope you're enjoying this episode, but please make sure to check out our new show, The Speak Podcast, another great show produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. New episodes available every two weeks on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Each Speak talk is about six to 10 minutes in length, and the talks are given in storytelling format. There are three key moments in each Speak talk. The moment of truth, the moment of transformation, and the moment of impact. We host pop-up events all over the world. And now, we're bringing our talks to your device. Join us on the Speak Podcast as our speakers step onto the stage and into the spotlight with impactful ideas and stories. We'll let you get back to the show you were listening to, another great podcast from Launchpad 516 Studios. You're listening to Agents of Humanity, presented by the Nicholas Center and produced by Lunchpad 516 Studio. Today we had on Daniel Roma, who is a special needs advocate and speech language pathologist who works in the Westchester region. We 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 found it very very insightful to have her expertise on the podcast and we wish her the best of luck throughout her career um i feel that advocacy is very important especially in our field because we because to be able to tell a person what you need is crucial to them understanding you and understanding the supports you need and understanding 
how to help you in the most efficient and best way possible. So it was very insightful to hear how she does her job and very um, inspiring to hear the stuff that is needed for her job and, 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 and the different ways that she helps individuals through her, through her work. Yeah, I I feel like I was very inspired by her and learned a lot. I know that once in a while we have a speech pathologist who comes to the Nicola Center, right? And helps yes. a couple individuals who could really use support with communicating and speaking skills. And I feel like just in general, we also work on that a lot here at the Nicola Center, right? Like even just in our media lab program, we work a lot on building articles and building sentences and how to research and express ourselves. And through this podcast, you guys, I've seen you guys grow so much with just how you talk and how you listen and how Mm -hmm. you respond to our guests. And it's been really a pleasure to see that. Great, great. So for you guys, how who do you think has been your most um, important advocates in your life? Like who has supported you a lot throughout your life? Well, I'm so in support about my brother, Justin. We used to have fun to each other. How does he help me mm-hmm. uh, to uh, take care of me and... Uh, not do a uh, bad stuff at all. So, Tomas, how who do you think has helped you a lot in your life, and how? Uh, my mom has mostly helped me a lot in my life because she told she tells like people sometimes I'm on the like spectrum. I place this at any place. She helps me with how to do. She helps me sometimes with my laundry, like. Yeah, like she helps me find laundry, like she helps me fold it up. Nice. What about any of your other family members or friends? My, uh... How have they helped you? They helped me learn how to, like... They helped me learn how to be more, like... More... Have fun with them, like... Mm-hmm. Learn how to be, be good, be happy, and have fun with them. Yeah, I think that's really important to remember in life, too, is to have fun, right? And to have a good time. That's always a good thing to to remember, right? Yeah, definitely. So Tara, um, who would you like to talk about? Someone that has helped you in your life and how? It could be here at the Nicholas Center. It could be at home. It could be a friend. Well, I like working with RJ from Spectrum Designs. Mm-hmm. We always get him get along. Um, he told us a story about when he was in class. He he found a raccoon above above the ceiling, so his nickname is the Raccoon Slayer. He really likes wow. it. And how does he help you there? How does RJ help me there? Yeah. Um, I ask him like questions. What what's today's agenda or something like Mm -hmm. yeah nice he's a good guy he's a good guy nice it's good to have um staff that can help you learn more job skills i like working with the nurse too oh yeah how does she help you out 
I just like being with Damaris because I think she's a helpful person and she's like a star like on the stage like she knows what she's doing mm-hmm. usually I ask her what time do I have lunch so she said 12 12:15 or something like that mm-hmm. she she's she's nice well it's good nice. to hear that you really like the staff you work with yep. that's really important right mm-hmm. yes definitely and Robert um do you want to <laughs> tell us a little more about like how you advocate for yourself when um, you need something or when you need extra support? Um, I would say that um, my mom has been one of the biggest advocates for me. And um, Jeremy, when he worked, he was one of the, big, the biggest adv- advocates for me as well. Um, I would say I would, I would say I'm feel, feeling anxious. What do I do? And I would tell them why I'm feeling anxious and they would give coping solutions and that would help me out mm-hmm. a lot. So uh, I do appreciate that very much nice. from them. That's awesome. Yeah, it's always a benefit to know how to calm yourself down, right? To know to meditate or to deep breathe. How do you advocate for yourself, Tara? Like when you need something or you need help, what can you do? Or if you're feeling stressed and you need extra support? If I'm like stressed out, I just go for a walk or just go feed the birds if my neighbor has some bread so i feed the birds sometimes i just walk around Mm -hmm. enjoy myself or like no no it can be anything Mm -hmm. i see yeah nice um fantastic thank you jason how do you advocate for yourself well um i advocate uh, with my uh, mom and dad, mm-hmm. um, they always listen to me every single time, and they love me a lot. Aww. that's good. Okay. <laughs> nice. And Robert, how do you feel? You advocate for yourself. I feel I advocate. Very well when when I need it. I mean, it depends on the situation. I would say nowadays, but I do advocate when 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 I need it. So that's what I'll say about that. That's what I'll say about that. So yeah. Right. Yeah, because our voice matters, right? If we need something, it's good we know who we can reach out to and who those people are that could really help us through those moments. Yes. But overall, today was really great, guys. I yeah, think we yeah, had a was. great conversation. It was awesome. Yeah, we had a great conversation. Yeah. Uh, did I just do it? We are farmers. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, you did. We had a great conversation yeah. with Danielle Roma, yeah, and it was That's so right. great talking to you. Yeah, guys. she was a nice woman. She was a good person. Yeah, we had we had a good time with a uh, Miss Romas. It's awesome. We she sure is did. indeed. We had a good time, don't we? Yes. Yeah. Bye. 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 Agents of Humanity is produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by George Andriopoulos. Our theme song? The Neverless. Deep 
is by Bonnie Grace. Music and sound effects licensed through Epidemic Sound. Agents of Humanity is hosted with Podbean. This podcast is presented by the Nicholas Center, a human services agency that's revolutionizing the way autistic people learn, live, and work. Make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts while you're at it. Follow the Nicholas Center at the Nicholas Center on Facebook, at Nicholas Center on Instagram, and at Nicholas-Center on LinkedIn. Visit our website, tncnewyork.org, for more information, upcoming events, or to donate. Please make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios.